Hello everyone and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I am of course your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. Oh man, I've been re-watching a lot of old TV shows because, well, I liked them a lot and there's not much out there really worth watching. Which is why I'd like to talk about Futurama, the show that the Simpsons and Family Guy failed to do for me. And that was be funny. Well, that's maybe a little harsh. The Simpsons had their day, and Family Guy does have its moments. But Futurama was con- pretty consistent in making me laugh, making me chuckle. And I liked Futurama a lot. I really liked the show. Yes, it was uh, from the same creators as The Simpsons, so... There was a lot of The Simpsons there. You know, similar drawing styles, but not uh, everyone seemingly jaundiced. Or in the indescribable Springfield, whose location is somewhere. Near Shelbyville, wherever it happens to be. Futurama takes place in the, in the far-off future of the year 3000, in the city of New New York. Ah. Yes, I know that the character of Fry is an idiot, but the fact that they continually use the fact that he's a moron, and they use it to drive the show forward, the fact that they had such ideas as to make Fry the savior of the universe a couple times over, because he's an idiot... Because his brain doesn't produce the Delta Wave. Because of another episode in which he became his own grandpa. It's long and complicated. I don't really like to talk about that part. Because he did, as Fry once put it, Yep, I did the nasty and the pasty. And verily, that past nastification caused him to be his own grandpa. Think you get the gist there. But it's really quite funny. The characters that are there are really funny. You know, you have Bender, the robot, who's a kleptomaniac, drunk, and criminal mastermind. You have the good Dr. Zoidberg, the physician for the company of Planet Express, who is great as a great doctor for aliens, but has no idea anything at all about the human physiology. Perfect. The owner of the place, an ancient, senile, mad scientist. Perfect. His bureaucrat, which I suppose would be a good... Uh, the best way to describe him would be as both the lawyer and accountant and business manager, Hermes Conrad, who is ah, the greatest Jamaican ever. Leela, who's the pilot who happens to be a cyclops. Yes, depth perception does play a joke. Amy Wong, from a wealthy Mars family, and is a ditz. Hilarious. Uh, and then the, the uh, a re- reoccurring and 
often forgotten about character of Scruffy, the janitor, who, according to my family at least, and a few friends, I do a mean Scruffy impression. So, it's then you have the uh, ancillary characters, that Branigan, uh, Kiff Croker, the Wongs. You have oh, the Dupe, the Democratic Order of Planets. Uh, it's the fact that Star Trek is outlawed because it was a religion at one point. Perfect. It, it was a show that was able to go and make fun of a lot of the current cultural things that have been going on. Uh, for example, when uh, whenever Fry would say, I want to ask you something, they would always refer, what? What was he talking about? He's using an archaic form. He, he wants to ax you something. So you, you have those cultural touchstones of talking street that, are, that have creeped into the modern vernacular to the point where it completely replaced the word that was u- widely used, at least in English. You have the fact that you have a much that even though it seems to be a very progressive society, there are still people who are vehemently opposed to certain things. For example, there was an the episode Proposition Infinity that uh, because the marriage between a human and a robot was outlawed. In fact, it was explained why number of episodes earlier. And then you had this occur in which two of the main characters, uh, Bender and Amy, get together. And they actually go through the phase of activism in an attempt to uh, get it legalized and showing the opposing side. And, and it's kind of how the scare tactics of various political groups tend to work and just how vapid they tend to be. But then you also had kind of the making fun of the various kinds of stereotypes. Uh, The moon is filled with a bunch of hillbillies, which is hilarious. It also has a theme park. So I suppose in a way, Futurama has made the people living on the moon their Florida. It has an amusement park surrounded by hicks. So... That right there, I think, is a classic example of Florida. You have the perennial enemy of Earth, which is the Omicronians, who make periodic appearances from time to time. And they really kind of stand in for the past, like, uh, Cold War stuff. Even though they make it to where Zap Brannigan, who is the Uh, military man in the whole thing who is both an idiot and a coward and the fact that the Earth government is more willing to capitulate and grovel than actually do anything unless, of course, they can win overwhelmingly. Indeed, a lot of the times when they introduce Zab Brannigan, they're talking about a lot of the military 
honors that he's done, and it's always horrifying. For instance, uh, you know, after a successful bombing campaign of the uh, Orphan Nebula, the taking over of the Spidarian homeworld, even though the Spidarians are uh, pacifists, there was the pacifist planet that he uh, launched an invasion of, all sorts of things. And it's the fact that his his rank always changes. You know, it's... <laughs> Introducing to you Commodore 64 Zap Brannigan. The fact that the president of Earth is actually the head of Richard Nixon is... Oh, oh yeah. It just sums up a lot of the, a lot of the fun jokes there. They made fun of the Mayan, the whole Mayan calendar thing, the year twenty twelve. That was funny. And just how crazy people were about it. Though in their version, it actually happened, and it wasn't a Mayan calendar; it was a Martian calendar. And the Martians left it there to be like, no, no, the uh, Mars was going to explode. Earth was fine. That's why they left the dump. It's just. It, the, the show has consistently remained, for me, a fantastic watch. And the way they ended the show was really, really, really fascinating. Uh, the episode in which they had a, a device that the professor invented in which they could go back uh, just a, like a minute, 60 seconds, to go back in time. And that's it. Or was it 10 minutes? It, it was a very short period of time. And Fry, of course, gets a hold of it because, well, he wants to make a particular moment where he proposes to his then-girlfriend, Leela, to make it last for as long as he wanted. Well, it ends up getting destroyed. Everyone freezes except, of course, for Fry and Leela. By the end of it, the professor, who they thought was uh, destroyed, actually has survived and manages to actually link up with them. Of course, many decades have passed, so they're quite elderly now. But when he fixes the device and presses the button, it will go back to the point in time right before he invented the device. So, in a sense, what they've done is that the show, at its ending, has a way of making you go back to the beginning to watch it all over again. The fact that they had the character Nibbler, who, if you do watch the show, when Fry tumbles from the year uh, 2000 in New York into a cryogenic freezer, which is how he ends up in the future, you would notice that Nibbler was actually there. You see his shadow. And then they have the explanation. There is so much great stuff that comes in that you don't notice at first, but when you rewatch it, it's clearly there. The writers had a very clear idea of what they were doing and where they were going. The fact that uh, Fox canceled them because, well, as they, as the show cast put it, you know, those morons at the network canceled our license. And then they ended up on a new channel, a kind of 
Comedy Central channel, and we're on it now, when Comedy Central picked them up. So it was one of those great little jabs back at the network that had dumped them. Honestly, the show is fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, go please and and get a chance to watch it. Watch it all the way through, episode one to the very end, even the movies. Because those are, they're all fantastic. And they all tie together really well. (laughs) And if you have seen it, perhaps you've uh, indulged me a bit. And even reminisced a little about watching the show and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. You might be inspired to go and watch it again. Honestly, it's a great, it's a great show and it still holds up, even after all this time. Ah. Talking about a show, and I end up going down memory lane and reminiscing. Well, enough of that. I think it's going to be it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed, but I will see y'all next time.